Today, on Commitment to Truth. So many times we, I don't know about you, I've went through seasons of my life, okay, I'm a, I'm a memorize this Bible verse, I'm a, I'm a repeat it over and remind myself of it. Well, let's be honest, I didn't believe it. That's why I had to remind myself over it. But the grace of God somehow attaches the head and heart. When you experience the compassion and mercy of God, when you don't deserve it, it changes your heart. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue a series titled, I'm Skilled. Throughout our lives, whether we were following the Lord or not, each one of us has gained a set of skills in various areas of our lives. You may think that these skills were only in service to yourself or to a boss and are of no use to God, but you would be wrong. Each skill you have gained can be used in service to Him, no matter where you are. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. You see, our failures have a way of making God's greater grace come alive. And then there's the beauty of it. Then it supernaturally cleanses us. So many times we, I don't know about you, I've went through seasons of my life, okay, I'm going to memorize this Bible verse. I'm going I'm to repeat it over and remind myself of it. But let's be honest, I didn't believe it. That's why I had to remind myself over it. But the grace of God somehow attaches the head and the heart. When you experience the compassion and mercy of God when you don't deserve it, changes your heart. Changes your heart. Number two, we find in verse 15, it says, So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel, from the morning until the appointed time. And 70,000 men of the people from Dan to Bathsheba died. 70,000 of who he counted end up dying. What does this mean to you and I? <clears throat> See, as a leader, we must learn the skill set of what I do today or what I do at any moment affects those around me. Important skill set because you see, because we're selfish by nature and the human tendency is, oh, if I do this, it's all, it's all about me. We may extend it to family. We may say, okay, I make this decision, decision. Oh, well, it will benefit or it will hurt my wife or my husband or my kids. Rarely do we think beyond our household. Most of the time, we don't even think in about our household especially if there's a habitual sin issue, right? Because the proof is in the pudding that you're not willing to change or let the Spirit of God transform you and deliver you from it. So you just continue to hurt your family, hurt your family over and over and over again. But then it goes beyond us. It goes beyond the, those who are alive, those who are in close proximity. How do we know this? Listen to what it says. It says, until this appointed time, the, the, this word appointed is super important to understand. It means this. <clears throat> the appointed p- 
place and the appointed season. Remember many times I share with you the illustration of when we sin, we don't just get an apple, we get an apple tree. That, that somehow it, it begins to be birthed in a certain place and it lasts a certain season. And that's what we don't get is that it, when I make a decision right now, it's going to somehow infect some place in my life and it's going to somehow in some way last for whatever appointed season that God knows it needs to be, whatever the length is necessary. Let me give you an example. So for instance, someone could be saying, well, well why isn't God blessing my finances? Well, why isn't God, you know, I'm giving and I'm tithing and I'm doing all these other things. Well, it's because this appointed place in your heart that God is trying to deal with is directly connected to the abundant grace of God in finances because he knows I can't give you more because this place in your life is infected. So what you'll do is I'm going to cause disruption in this area so I can bless you in this area. So then you'll have generational issues that keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going going until someone says, you know what, we're going to do it a different way in my household. Yes, I see what mom does. Yes, I see what friends do. I see how they, they kind of cut corners and I see what they do here. And, but, but yet I cannot do that because it will directly affect areas. Listen, here's the challenge that I don't even, I don't even know where God's going to touch. The word time is another key word. It means of an event, an experience, and an occasion. It's it's amazing how events occurred and experiences occurred and occasional this or that begins to happen because of the lasting effect that my actions have on everybody around me. Well, see, James chapter 1, verse 13 through 15 describes how sin spreads. Let's look at that real quickly. It says, no one is to say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it has run its course, brings forth our births death. This word death is an important word to to dissect a bit. It means death of the body, because that can also happen. Separation of the, which means the separation of the soul and the body. Future misery in hell. All right, so in other words, someone can just be a sinner, not come to know Jesus Christ, and they spend misery in hell. But here's a more tangible um, and applicable definition of this word death. It is equivalent to the region of thickness of darkness. So here's the deal. Because I sin, it seems like dark, darkness lurks around me. The other part of the definition is this. <clears throat> Figuratively, it means a region 
enveloped in the darkness or ignorance of sin. So something that I was ignorant in and are maybe no longer ignorant in, but I continue to act ignorant in it, begins to do what? Spread. Here's a reminder of how one man or woman's sin can affect so many people. Romans 5, 12 through 14. <clears throat> Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and so death spreads to, uh, to whom? All mankind, because all now sin. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not counted against anyone when there is no law. But listen to verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam unto Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the violation committed by Adam. You can almost say there's innocent, we're innocent bystanders of the sinners of Adam, if you would. You follow me? So how many other innocent bystanders that are in my family or listen, in great-great-grandchildren that you would never meet. Because of the choice that I make today. Some of you today are probably, are even wrestling against some of the byproduct of future, or, or previous and past decisions of parents, grandparents, Here's a perfect example, right, that you see multiple times. A husband and wife just won't humble themselves to work through it. Mama, dad, bells out. Guess who had to clean up the mess? Sons and daughters. And they bury the weight and the pain that then somebody who's bearing that weight, that, that innocent son or daughter has to now deal with the hurt, the pain, because of the decision of someone else. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Question after question stirs within the mind of every business person each one possessing the potential to sear the most well-intentioned conscience. Thus, a simple tool is needed to help you navigate through those difficult decisions, those required moves that could affect the outcome of not only your career or someone else's career, but the lives of entire families. We're talking generations. My Daily Business. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. You see, our failure can subtly but yet soundly affect everyone around us. Again, just to echo that it can affect generations, even children yet unborn. Is this making sense, hopefully? Is it making sense? Verse 16 and 17, let's, again, 2 Samuel, chapter 24 says, when the angel stretched out his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from the calamity 
and said to the angel who destroyed the people, it is enough. Isn't that such a, a rich visual, visual aid? Now relax your hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Aronah, uh, the Jebusite. And then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking down the people and said, Behold, it is I who have sinned. It is I who have done wrong. But these sheep, people I'm responsible for, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and listen to what it says and against my father's house. That's heavy. So here you find David, third point is this, as a leader and an influencer in the body of Christ in this world today, we must be willing to accept responsibility. It's me, it's me, it's I, it's I. It's nobody else around me. David said, I, I, me, mine, in one verse. I, I, me, my. Send. The word sin, listen to this. It is me who caused the sin. It is me who missed the goal or path of right and duty. It is me who missed the mark. It is me who brought the guilt and the condemnation and the punishment. It is me who should bear the loss. That's what David is saying. It's not the woman. It's not the man. It's not the, listen, it's not the president. Well, it's not that race, that class of people. No, it's me. How do I know this? You see, James chapter 4, verse 1 to 2 is one of my favorite verses personally. It defines the source of the conflicts. Listen to what it says. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is the source not your pleasures that wage war in my wife's body? No, no, it's whose? Mine. Why? Listen to what it says. You lost and you do not have, so you commit murder. So let's park there for a minute. Now, here's the reality. Chances are, and I hope not, <laughs> that you're not going to go around and just pull a gun out and, you know, shoot people up or whatever. You, know, you may feel like it, but I wouldn't recommend it. But at the end of the day, what does Jesus call murder? Well, if you say you don't like that brother or sister or mother or father, guess what we are? Classified, premeditated murderers. You, you see what it's saying to us? You lust and don't have, so you commit murder. You want it so bad, and then you start disliking that person. It becomes complicated, then you start disliking that person. That person makes you uncomfortable, then you start disliking that person because I don't get my way. And that's why it ends with this. Uh, and you are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Well, you know what Paul said in Romans 12, he says, so far as it depends on you. Didn't say the person sitting next or right or the person who's offended you or me. It says, so far as it depends on you, me, Cedric, live at peace, what? With all men. You see, our failures ultimately, this is what I've, I've learned personally. Our failures have a way of creatively exposing 
that we are truly accountable for our sin. You, you, you ever have a relational tension that at the end of the day, it's not resolved until someone takes ownership. Until someone says, yeah, you know, put it on me. Can you imagine, church, if the body of Christ took ownership of the world's problem? Immediate transformation. Can you imagine if everybody showed up to work and said, hey, you know what, boss, it's my fault. Not caring that if it's going to cause you to lose your job or not, which I would guarantee you won't. You go in there and and you say, you know what, I take ownership of, of the direction of this organization. If you have that authority. You follow me? Can you imagine, men, how... Our, our marriages and our families will be transformed if every man went home today and said, you know what? I take full responsibility. I take full responsibility of the direction of my family right now. I'm not going to blame it on you, sweetheart. I'm not going to blame it on the kids and where they are and rebellion. I'm not going to blame it on I'm having a rough day today. I'm not going to blame it on any other person but me. Can you imagine having conversations of reconciliation with your children and say, you know what, sweetheart, I just missed it. Just missed it. Please forgive me. Can you imagine how many families can be restored if someone says, you know what, Lord, um, I'll bear the cross of this. That's what we have to get to a point of reaching church is that to expedite reconciliation, to expedite the will of God, sometimes it takes someone to accept the responsibility. And that's what you see. David accepted the responsibility and then the Lord relented. Then he pulled back. How much is happening in your life that God can pull back? Do, do you see the heavenly conversation? God told the angel, the angel, there are angelic beings waiting to pull it back from your life. But it's all predicated on will you bear the cross. Martin Luther says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. When We Pray is an original song written and composed by Primary Worship Band. It is a prayer and declaration and encompasses the greater work of Jesus through song. When we pray, you move mountains as we come in faith to you. When we pray,
by Primary Worship Band is available on all digital music streaming platforms. Thank you again for listening to our series, I'm Skilled, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. King David gained many skills throughout his life, including his time before he was king. He learned to worship, he learned to rescue, he learned to be a warrior, and he even learned from failure. Just like David, we also learn many skills throughout our lives. God wants to use these skills to build up His kingdom and for His glory. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.